0: Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the DW Podcast. I am joined by Prentice from Edinburgh Rock Band Vistas. Thanks very much for coming on.
1: No, thanks for having me.
0: How are you getting on? What's been happening with yourself?
1: Yeah, all right. Just, uh, you know, just making the best of uh, of what we're doing at the moment. Um, so, aye. Just relatively sound, but, you know, a bit of a mad time.
0: Just before uh, we, we started chatting there, you or started recording, sorry, you were saying that you started rehearsing again and you've got a makeshift practice pad at the moment
1: yeah it's in um it's in dylan's garage we've managed to sort of set it up so that it's like everyone's just on in ears so it's like silent and uh we can all be like apart from each other um and stuff so it's like quite weird like playing like that but you know it's better than better than nothing so yeah, yeah that's been quite it's been quite nice to just actually be able to like play guitar and like sing along with like the actual other bandmates of my, of my band so that's been yeah. quite nice the last couple of days
0: for those that are watching or listening and maybe haven't heard the band or haven't heard yourselves, tell us a wee bit about the band then. I believe that you formed, well, I don't know when you formed, but certainly your first single was out early 2018 you all went to school together, is that right?
1: Yeah, we um, we all went to school, um, like same high school, and, uh, and I was in a band with Jamie and then I was in uh, a different band with Dylan. And then after we left school and I was at uni and stuff, we just, we just like, we just Decided to sort of merge those two bands together, and that's that's where Vista's formed. We we started in like our first gig was in um, like January of 2016, sure. and yeah, it's just been just been going from there. But we we all met in high school, which is nice because we were we were sort of mates before we started playing music together. So that's been quite cool as well. Probably well, so, makes
0: it a bit easier as well that like you've got that relationship there already, especially if you're on the yeah. road a lot. And...
1: Therefore, I know it's good. It's good. It's good to like. You know, a lot. I mean, like a lot of bands say, like, oh, it's, it's nice to play like music with your best mates. But like these are like my actual schoolmates, so it's like it maybe even go slightly deeper than that. So yeah, that, that's why this has always been really, really fun. I think just because we're pals just from early days. That's
0: brilliant, man. And you know, I, I've been watching you rise and rise and rise, and it's amazing to see. And obviously, the you know the album came out uh, this year straight up to number two in the Scottish charts, and I believe it was yeah. twenty twenty one in, in the UK charts as well. So.
1: Yeah, no that that was that was like really really unexpected um, because you know like chart charting and things like that's not really something that we ever really considered because it was kind of we didn't really ever think it would actually happen so we didn't really have our hopes set on anything so even to be within the top forty was like a really really mad thing but to get like the, I think the biggest one for us was getting number one in the the independent artist charts because that's nice. A really important thing for us because you know we we put the music out ourselves and then for it to you know sort of be recognized that it you know it got to number one in that chart is a really really cool thing so we were we were dead proud of that and everything so but charting was was an absolutely like a sort of surreal thing because you know there's so many massive artists like on that thing and you know we're just a small band from scotland but to get into 21 in the uk charts was was a really really special thing so um, so thank you very much to everyone who bought a copy or streamed it or whatever because that was that was a really big deal for us for sure.
0: And those that haven't bought it, certainly go and get one. It's absolutely brilliant. I, I really enjoyed <laughs> it as well. Yes. And yes. Were, were you all together when it when you got the the chart entries in there? Were you? What was No, that? You We were we, were, um, we, were,
1: we were like phoning each other and texting each other, and we we're on like you know FaceTime and things like that. But um, but no, we we weren't together and stuff like. But you know, it was a weird, a weird sort of thing to like release a release a record under the circumstances that we're in but um but you know I think we did it in the best way we could we did like a like a launch night on zoom um where we played like we played like a couple of songs for people and then like we answered a few questions and then at midnight we just did like a full album playback and it, it was quite cool because on on zoom you know you can like you can see everyone's faces and we had like 250 people in this zoom call but it That's was weird. you know you could see people like dancing to the music or like uh, like singing along to the tunes or whatever so it was kind of had a sort of gig atmosphere and um, so that was really cool but yeah I mean under the circumstances I think like we released it in sort of the best way we could and um, and I'm still glad that we, we did release it and we didn't have to postpone it like loads and loads and loads um, and I think for our fans it was like a nice little a nice little positive thing that you know came out of this you know this sort of time that we're in.
0: Certainly and it's funny you mentioned that because there has been there's been a lot of bands that have postponed their albums and Obviously I'd imagine for yourselves you'll have gigs that you might be considering postponing or, or having to think that. So it's it is a strange time for, for the music industry, but it seems that you know it's, it's been a great time for you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a really it's a really tricky time for like for any any fans or sort of performance artists because like the 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 last thing that you want when you're like trying to book a gig or decide when a record comes out is to have like uncertainty around it and that's yeah. That there's no way that anyone can say like you could you know you could book a gig for september and be like oh this we could play this this gig but there's no way you can guarantee that you'll be able to play it so it's it's quite a difficult time for for everyone i think who's who's involved in the arts at the moment and like it is a shame that people are having to push back their records and stuff but obviously like the pe- people who are pushing back their records they'll be you know considering all their options before they make that decision but a lot of it's to do with just you know being able to produce vinyls and cds and stuff in time because Obviously, those those people, those companies are have furloughed staff and things like that. So it's like it's a whole big, oh, it's a whole big ordeal. But um,
0: but it's, it's like, things like that that people, well, other than yourself, that's involved. In, I just wouldn't think of as well. You know, it's
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like it's it's mad. It's actually like crazy how long it takes, like to produce like vinyls, like um, you know, because you got to get them, you got to get test pressings made, and then you've got to get. Artwork has got to be like specifically custom made uh, with specific dimensions, and things like that for vinyl sleeves and things. So it's it's like a whole it's a whole big thing, and and with production being slowed like in every industry at the moment, like it it, do, it does just add like a slightly different like layer of difficulty to to those sort of things. But yeah, like there's there's still lots of bands putting out music, uh, particularly in August. There's like a lot of like indie bands putting out like albums and EPs and stuff in August. So August will be a good month for music for sure.
0: Who was, who was your influences growing up then? What music were you into when you were uh, uh, at the moment as well? I suppose because it's, it's a yeah, bus. sure. I think you've got quite a unique sound as well, you know. Mm.
1: Um, well, our like our big our big one was the view when we were in school. because sure. um, I think I think I was uh, I think I was still in primary school when uh, Hats Off to the Buskers came out. Um, and and I remember it being on. Um, well, I remember Same Jeans being played on fourth one which is like, you know, the most sort of like commercial radio station in sort of, well, in sort of Scotland. Um, but to hear like a guitar, like a Scottish voice with guitars on like that type of radio, that was quite cool. And I was like, that might be something I'd be interested in doing. Um, so when we were in school, definitely like View was a big one. But um, we, we were all like really into, you know, like just sort of your classic indie bands like The Strokes and Kings of Leon and um, Tudor Cinema Club. and like the Killers and bands like that. Um, and yeah, so we take like influence from a lot of different places. Like Dylan's, Dylan's, you know, a huge Beatles fan. He, he loves like, you know, the Beach Boys and things like that. Like a lot of music from that kind of period. And and Jamie's into a lot more sort of like Chicago-based kind of punk, like garage rock and things like that. So um, yeah, it kind of it just melts together, I guess, into what, into what the sound is. Um, I think there's some, I, like, I always think there is something sort of inherently Scottish about this, this sound, but, um, but I guess it, ha- it has been influenced by a lot of other things as well.
0: And I think, I think that's good, you know, I think that's what makes it stand out as well as is the Scottish accent. And it's mm. funny you mentioned The View because it's almost like for Scottish bands coming through, bands like that gave it that validation, you know, before you'd maybe have people wanting to change their accents as well. To...
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Like Biffy well, like and The View and Twin Atlantic are like, you know, th- three huge bands who've had like very different very different but very successful careers like um and all of them are doing it with a scottish accent you know so like uh yeah i mean it's ne- it was never really like a conscious thing to be like oh i'm going to sing with a scottish accent i just always you know just sung with kind of the voice that like that you know that i speak with um yeah. and but yeah i guess that filters through like in, into the sort of scottishness of it and it's it, like I know. I think it's. I think it's good that just like bands who are from Scotland just sing with a Scottish accent. To be honest.
0: See, when you first picked up a guitar with the boys, did you ever do any covers?
1: Well, me, me and Jamie actually used to like. We, we were in the same because D- Dylan's a year younger than us. So me and Jamie were in the same music class together in high school, and we used to, um, we used to get the like, the acoustic guitars off the wall, and we used to play of the by The View like all really? the time. Um, right. And we, we never we never got from the start to the end. Because uh, the guitar solo was too difficult, so none of us could have <laughs> play. It, but, um, but we used to, yeah, we used to play like songs like that, like all the time together. And um, we actually, I remember Jamie will probably probably not want me to say this because it's very embarrassing, but um, I remember uh, when I was like, you know, fifteen, and me and Jamie were, you know, playing a Bird in, in school. Uh, Kyle Faulkner had posted a picture on Instagram, and I commented on it that night, saying like. Hey Kyle, me and Jamie play your song every day. Like as if as if we would like know who I was and like <laughs> and care about that. But yeah, Jamie, Jamie reminds me of that all the time. But yeah, we used to play we used to play like a bunch of songs like that. And um as I say, it's quite funny because we, we never actually we could never actually finish them because we were never actually good enough at the guitar to get from the start bit to the end, but we'd always just like get to the end of the first chorus and be like, oh, how does it go?
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, like I think that like I think doing stuff like that is really important because it, it sort of shows that it's fun to play music with your with your mates and then eventually you'll probably get into writing your own stuff and then that, I think that just takes it up to the next level and maybe that's where people go, well, maybe I actually want to be a songwriter or be in a band as opposed to, you know, just play covers with, with friends or whatever.
0: I think that's brilliant to hear stories like that because when you see bands like yourself, you know, that are totally professional, you know, top. Top Sharpen albums, and you think, what were they into when they were younger? And you know, what was it that inspired them? And there must be so many bands out there that you just can't imagine sitting playing, you know, covers in their yeah. in the bedroom with their mates.
1: I no, it's, uh, it's probably it's probably how a lot of like people start playing. And I guess, like as as I was saying, there's probably a slight turning point where people go, well, either I just like I just want to keep playing covers and that's enough for me, or maybe I'll start writing my own stuff, and then that's how bands kind of form and things like that.
0: Did Kyle ever get back to you?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, unfortunately not. Well, no, uh, I've, I've met him a couple of times now, but I haven't ever brought that up. But, um, <laughs> but, I'm right. that guy
0: that wrote to you that I play your song every day on, on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I know. Oh, so, what, what have you got coming up there? I know you've got the the Bar-A-Land show hopefully this year, if, if all is allowed to go ahead.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's the main thing that's in the diary at the moment. We've got a tour, tour booked at the end of the year, so um, late November into December. Uh, got some some shows. Got obviously the Barlands, and then um, got some shows down south as well. Some like like really amazing venues and stuff. Like, so that that's really exciting. And you know, fingers crossed those can go go ahead. And we're just you know, we're we're just we're you know checking every day what the situation is and playing it safe and things like that, because. Uh, like obviously like every other band we, we want to get back and play gigs as you know as soon as we can but um we wouldn't really want to do it unless it was done in the right way and it was it was you know safe, safe for us and our crew and everything but you know most importantly safe for our fans and things to and the venue staff like you know put on these gigs so fingers crossed they can go ahead but we'll just we'll just have to keep our keep our eyes to the ground on that and um other other than that we're just you know we've we've taking this time to write a lot of music um and get ideas down so when we can get back in a studio which we're sort of trying to work out how we could maybe do that now um when we can get back in a studio we'll we'll sort of hit the ground running with getting new material down um to hopefully get another you know record together or an ep together or something but um but that's that's our that's our main thing which i guess it kind of always is just like gigs and recording we really? we're kind of i guess we're sort of like a a, a, a kind of back to basics band in that sense that that's our our two main things it's just you know trying to get in and record as much as we can and try and play as much as we can
0: am i right in saying that it was meant to be swg3 at first and you smashed the sales for that and they upgraded it to the Barnes well yeah
1: that that, that was it's it, um it, swg3 sold out like um sort of like a couple of couple of weeks like into lockdown. And then, um, I mean, even at that point, people were still like, oh, maybe we can still actually play gigs in May and do the thing. <laughs> yeah. um, and then obviously that didn't happen. But um, but yeah, I mean, the plan was to, the plan kind of sort of was to play those shows in May and then play the Barlands later in the year. But we were just like, oh, well, we may as well just, we may as well just upgrade that show. Um, and yeah, so that was quite a, quite a, it's quite a weird feeling to think, like, potentially the first gig we'll have played in about a year, like we'll be at the barrellands, which is quite quite a strange thing to think. About. Um, and but but yeah, it's an
0: iconic venue, isn't it? I imagine for someone that's Scottish, growing up, and there's probably many gigs over the years in the Barrowlands to play that stage is, is quite special.
1: Oh know no, it's um, yeah, it's it's pretty daunting, but it's like no, it's very, it is very, it's very very special, and we're like we feel we feel very like honoured to be able to like. To be able to you know put our name on a show at the Barlands, it's a it's a very like, exciting thing and uh, it makes us really proud that we've we've managed to we've managed to get from you know selling out uh, King Tut's to uh, you know fingers crossed selling at the Barlands like later in the year.
0: Where was your first gig then? What was your your first gig? I know you said it was back in 2016 was it
1: local or? Uh, the first gig was Vistas was in um, Bannerman's Bar in yeah. Edinburgh yeah. Uh, in in the Cowgate um, and that was the, the Bannerman's is actually actually a really great venue. It's like I'd probably say it's slightly underrated. Um but uh but that was just because uh we we sort of we like formed Vistas like we'd like started doing rehearsals and things as Vistas um just right at the end of 2015 and then we were like, oh we should we should just play a gig but because it was you know January like there was there wasn't really anywhere booking anything um so we just put the uh, we just booked Bannerman's ourselves yeah. and we just uh, we just put Put the show on there so, so it was really fun like um we like we we got like a custom like backdrop made for it and everything because we thought like we were like oh let's let's make this like the biggest show ever even mm-hmm. though bannermans is only like a 90 capacity venue or whatever but um but yeah that was a really 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 fun gig um, I and i'd imagine you'll need
0: a bigger backdrop for the bars, then you, you won't be able to <laughs> use the same one
1: i think so yeah i don't even know if we still have that it might be in my garage somewhere but i think like i don't even know if we still have that backdrop somewhere but
0: it's great just to see how far you've came though. It's absolutely brilliant to think, you know, ninety capacity is up to what's, must be about two thousand or something in there as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a very a very weird sort of feeling, but um but yeah, as I say, we feel we feel very honored and proud that we've managed to, you know, get from the ninety to the two thousand. It's like a it's a, it's a big thing for us for sure.
0: That's class, absolutely brilliant. And you were meant to be on transmit as well this year. Was that right? Main stage or?
1: Yeah, I we're, we're opening up the main stage on the Saturday, uh and that's that's you know that's still happening next year the transmit lineups uh, i think almost almost exactly the same for yeah. next year but um so you know we'll look forward to that next year but uh like yeah that would be that would be really really cool, but like as I say, it happened next year so thats so that's all good.
0: Good, good did you have any other festivals lined up that you had to postpone? Or
1: yeah we had a bunch a bunch this summer like uh a truck and uh i, I mean I can't actually remember off the top of my head, but there was like, we had like a nice run of festivals this season. Um, and uh, I think, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, we'll pr- probably be on some of those bills next year as well. Um, so, you know, but we'll just cross that bridge when we come to it. But, mm-hmm. um, but who knows? I mean, like it, you know, I, I do, I would, I just want festivals to come back in like a really good way. And like, you know, cause you can't really do a festival like socially distance or well, whatever. Okay. Um, it, has to be, it has to be, you know, essentially just like a year later so that things are, you know, more back to normal and uh, festivals can be done in the, in the right way. Because it would be like a proper weird experience, like being at a festival, where there was loads and loads of restrictions in place about things. So, you know, like, i I'll, I'll look forward to doing them next year for sure.
0: Noticed. Have you seen these drive through gigs that they're doing?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, like, they look quite cool. I mean, it's like, I guess people are just like so itching to like see like a gig. Oh, yeah. oh, so, like, it's, it's like, if those spaces exist, you, you know, you may as well use them. Um, and it's like, no, it's a cool idea. Like, it's a cool idea. And, um, you know, there's driving movie theaters. Why can't there be driving venues? It's
0: a really cool thing. concept. I just, I don't know if it'll come across amazing or if it'll be quite reserved. But, you know, it's, it's important that they're doing it as well because the music yeah. ends, needs to keep, keep taking over, you know. And bands need to get paid and people want to listen to music. So why not?
1: Yeah, definitely. No, it's um it'll be like interesting to see what they're see what they're like. Uh but you know, who knows? It's it's good that like it's good that live music's coming back in like some some capacity, you know, regardless of like you know, how it's framed, like at least at least it's coming back in some way.
0: Exactly. And I, I suppose even though the first festival's light transmitter being postponed, it gives you something to look forward to next year as well. And I'd imagine, you know, everyone that was planning to come along will come along the following year and you know, it's yeah. it's still happening, that's the main thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely, and it's and it's happening in a much like like you know as I say as I was saying before like it, it's not it's not a good idea to like put on a festival. There's has to be lots of health restrictions in place. So now that it's just you know now the festivals are coming back next year, they'll come back in the right way, and it'll be you know the festivals that people remember and love come back in like, you know a proper way. So yeah, next year should be good.
0: I really enjoyed your uh, your set or your song that you have done on tune for the BBC. I watched oh, it uh, at the weekend there and I thought it was absolutely brilliant.
1: Thanks very much. Cheers, man. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I think we did we did a session for them like, I don't know, probably about a year and a half ago. Um, it's a good show, so, like, yeah, it was cool to be asked back for that as well. Lo- lots of good people on it as well. So, it was a like,
0: great lineup, actually. It was Cortinos, wasn't it? Liam Frey was on it as well. Liam yeah,
1: Frey was on that one, yeah. Um, I, it's, like, it's cool, like, and it's nice as well, like, one of the small benefits, I guess, of, like, this period of time is, like, artists have been putting out material that they probably wouldn't have put out you know had, well they definitely wouldn't have put out but for example like Blossoms have, have done a bunch of covers and a bunch of their songs I like in sort of isolation session style thing and then they're putting out a, a vinyl of that material so oh, are they, right? yeah yeah Isn't so it? that's like a cool that's like a cool little thing that people are people are doing um,
0: and you so, guys have done a few isolation sessions yourself as well
1: yeah, we we've been doing them. Yeah, we uh, and you know we've just, we've just been doing a bunch of stuff. Like I've been doing some like covers nights, like on Instagram, and like um, like you know doing a couple of guitar lessons. So because you know there'll be a lot of folk probably learning guitar in this period of time. So like um, like and a lot of our songs are quite easy to play. Like if you're just a beginner, so um, we've been doing stuff like that. And I don't know, just like it, as I say, the one kind of benefit I guess is that. There's a bunch of bits and bobs that people have put out that people would have never ever seen before, um, and guitar- another benefit is, is Have
0: you had people playing along with you, then have you been teaching them your own songs? Yeah, or, yeah?
1: yeah, I mean, like you, we put we put up the thing we put up the thing on Instagram, and then we like save it to the to the profile so people can watch it later or whatever. Well, and amazing. then usually, yeah, you do usually get like a bunch of people upload a cover of it, which is really cool because um, it's just nice to see people like engaging with the songs in a different way.
0: Totally. Oh, that's brilliant. And uh, what what I was going to ask you about as well is obviously the Scottish Album of the Year awards is coming up. Are you are you putting the album in for that? Have you submitted an entry? Or?
1: I think so. Yeah, I think we have. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't. I mean, to be honest, I don't actually know. But um, like, uh, I think we have. If not, like, if not, I'll I'll check that. I'll check that when we when we jump off this call. But... I'm,
0: sure, I'm sure I saw the C Awards. Uh, I'm sure they tweeted that you were uh, certainly on the list. So. All right,
1: okay, fair, fair. I will, I will double check that. I will double <laughs> check that uh, it would be nice to be in that list. Oh, like, I'll, I'll need
0: to check that. I, I'd like to think that you've got a, a good chance of potentially getting that as well.
1: Fingers crossed, man. Who knows? Aye, aye, good. And uh, what?
0: Whereabouts are your gigs down south that you've you've got coming up? Where can people see you when it...
1: So playing, um, playing. Uh, I can't remember the exact order, but we're playing Bristol, Leeds, Manchester. Uh, and London and Birmingham, um, and we're playing. We're playing like some really cool venues, like playing Heaven in London, which is like pretty, pretty iconic venue. So that'll be really cool. And we're playing the Academy in Manchester as well. And um, we supported a couple of bands there, so now it's cool to like play our own gig there and stuff. So, um, so yeah. So all of all of that's just on. Like, if you want tickets or you know just more information about like dates or whatever, that's just on our website, which is just businessmusic.com. Um, and yeah, so if, if any if any English uh, listeners fancy coming along, that's where you can check out tickets and stuff.
0: Brilliant. What bands were you on tour with last? Then who who were you on the road with? Last
1: tour we did was with um, the last tour we did was with Circle Waves. Uh, that was the last support oh. tour we did. Uh, that was uh, just over just over a year ago now. Um, did the Baddest
0: with Circle Waves then did the We right? did, I yeah yeah. yeah. I'm talking earlier on as if it was your first time playing the bars, but as as you say, you know it's it's having your name on the headline as well, isn't
1: it? It's- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that that was the last one, and then we did uh, did some stuff with Father Son earlier in the year before that, and uh, yeah, I can't I can't remember. We done, we just done a bunch of like like our our sort of um, thing when we were starting out was uh, was just like let's just try and play as many gigs as humanly possible, wherever in the country as we can. So, you know, we, we did like support bills, just whatever. So we, we've actually we've played like, we, we've we played like so many different random cities all up and down the UK just as support and, you know, half hour sets, 20 minute sets and things. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that's, I think that's benefited and like means that folk from all over the country like have, you know, gradually got into us, which is, which is a really cool thing to see.
0: It must be good to see that as well. You know, that you go and you support a band and then. You maybe meet some people at the show, and then once you announce your own headlines, it's the same people that are coming back and bring their friends and their family. And,
1: yeah, you know. de- no, definitely. I mean, like when when we're selling the merch after the the gig, it's like it's always surprising when, um, when you you someone you know comes up to you know say hello or buy a t shirt or whatever, and they say, oh, I saw you supporting this person, or I saw you supporting this person in this venue, um, and then it's it's cool to see that like, you know, like just like grassroots playing a show impressing an audience and then they go oh I'll give this band i'll give the support band a chance and then eventually you know they become a fan of your band and come to your shows and then the whole cycle just continues you know they might like your support band and then they go see them on their show etc cetera, etc cetera. so i think um it's cool to see that like people still do get their their music from you know going to see a band live and that um that the support band isn't just like fully ignored because i think um I think that's done us a lot of good, really, to be honest. Um, just literally <laughs> supporting bands. And, you know, there'll be some people there who absolutely probably hated us, but, um, but you know, as long as we can pick up some fans along the way, that's, like, the main thing.
0: Totally. You know, that is my pet hate. and um, It's people that just don't go in for the support bands, you know, or they, they wait till the last minute before going in and setting a pub down the road. It's like, get in there and support local music. And, no,
1: you know? it's, it, it is a shame. Like, I mean... Like I guess you can you can sort like you can sort of get it. I mean like I get the, the person's bought the ticket for for the band, so they can they can you know they can they can do what they want really. But like um, it's just like as well if you're in the venue like watching the support band, you should just at least give them like the the time of day and not just like talk throughout their full set or whatever. Like exactly. at least like, give them a wee chance because because uh, you never know they might they might eventually become your favorite band. So you do never know.
0: And you wonder who these support bands are that you've maybe missed, you know, and you've, you've not thought about it and then down the line they're absolutely huge and you're going along to their show and you're like, I really should have watched them back then. Or maybe you didn't even realise that's who was... was
1: yeah, bands. well, I saw, um, I saw the Vaccine support in the Arctic Monkeys, that uh, being in like 2011 or 2012 or something like that. Um, and I went, I was, I was there and I only caught like the last three songs of the Vaccines. And I was like, oh, I was like, it was quite good, but um, but like now the vaccines are one of my favourite bands, and that that first record is like one of my favourite favourite albums. And like, <laughs> if, if I'd only if I'd only arrived at the venue half an hour earlier, I would have got to see that set all the way through. But yeah. you know, just just one of those things, isn't it? But,
0: it's funny yeah. how that works out, though, isn't it? You know, it's and the vaccines are really energetic live as well, aren't they? they put on a good show. yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. I no like. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish I wish I'd seen that full that full set because because uh, I never I never saw them on that like first album tour or anything. But um, but yeah,
0: what was it like touring with Father I have to say we've we've had Ross on here before, and he's one of the nicest people that I've ever came across. You know, he's an absolute <laughs> gentleman. So.
1: They're all they're all absolutely lovely, um, and I think as well because they've been touring like so. I mean, they've been they've been touring since they were like I don't know seventeen or something. So. They kind of like they kind of get what it's like. They fully, fully understand what it's like, and they're they're really, really kind. And um, like, yeah, they were just they were just lovely to like be on tour with, and um, and it was just I don't know. It's like it's always fun like being with another Scottish band as well.
0: Um, <laughs> it's so, almost you've got that kind of similar banter and chat, haven't you? That yeah, you might definitely. not might not get where. or maybe I'm being unfair. You might not get where an English band. It's a different kind of humour, isn't it?
1: No, I, I like all the English fans we toured with as well have like always been a a really good laugh. But like it's just like like your reference points and things when you're with a Scottish band, like you know, you can talk about still game or tune the fat or whatever and people like <laughs> know, know what you're on about. <laughs> so like yeah, no no Fathers, the Fathers were actually, were absolutely great to be on tour with. And that was like one of those tours as well. We were playing like we played some cities that we were like I didn't even I hadn't even heard of them prior to going to on that tour. So um so that was really cool, and um, and I like I we, like I'm sure we'll play a gig with them at some point again. Who knows?
0: It's it's interesting you said that because when we had Ross on here, I'm sure that uh, he says one of his favourite places to play, and he's like, you might think this is bizarre, but like I love playing in middles, but Middlesbrough's
1: oh, that- middle he first class. Yeah, <laughs> there's really good promoter there, um, who just like, he's called Andy, and he just like he just I don't even think it's his full time job. It's his full time job, but he just like is probably like one of the most dedicated promoters in the whole country. Um and it's really like we've played Middlesbrough a couple of times and he always just you know we you know we don't the, the times that we played it like way back in the day we didn't sell that many tickets or whatever but Andy just like drums up the support and just gets spoke along to the show and stuff. So yeah Middlesbrough's like a very underrated place for um for gigs. Birmingham as well I think is like it's it's obviously it's a massive city. We don't necessarily think of it as like a properly like mad music town but yeah, any gig we've ever played in Birmingham has been absolutely like like off the charts it's been absolutely amazing so like B- Birmingham's like behind like you know Glasgow and Manchester and London like I would say Birmingham's pretty pretty level with all of them in terms of my favourite places to play
0: that's interesting to hear that because I, I, you never really hear Birmingham getting too many gigs or, or getting the credit you know it probably is
1: really really fast it's, like a Birmingham crowd is actually like they are they're quite mad like they're, they're really, really good so like i i love playing shows in birmingham and stuff like that as well right.
0: where can people check out the band then where, where can we hit you up if they want to go and listen to you after this
1: sure well um like spotify is obviously the easiest place just type in vistas uh and we should pop up um and yeah like we're on instagram instagram and twitter is just at vistas music uh just search us on facebook as well if you want if you want keep up to date with like what we're doing. Um, we've got like we've got some stuff planned for the next couple of months as well that we're putting out. So um, yeah, just give us give us a follow or whatever. And keep, keep up to date with
0: that. And if you've not got it, please go and check out uh, their debut album. It was absolutely fantastic. Prentice, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Thanks so much.
1: Nah, no worries. Thanks for having me, man. It's been great.
0: And thanks so much to everyone that's liked uh, this episode of the podcast. If you've not, please subscribe. Uh, and we'll catch up again soon.